0: ugly's trust abused in this story mr rider has named the lion Haughty. in original sanskrit his name was madot kata and uh, the camel was named ugly and in sanskrit the name was kathanaka here goes the story in a certain city lived a merchant named ocean who loaded a hundred camels with valuable cloth and set out in a certain direction. Now one of his camels, whose name was Ugly, was overburdened and fell limp. Every limb relaxed. Then the merchant divided the pack of cloth, loaded it on other camels, and because he found himself in a wild forest region where delay was impossible, he proceeded leaving Ugly behind. When the trader was gone, Ugly hobbled about and began to crop the grass. Thus, in a very few days, the poor fellow regained his strength. In that forest lived a lion, whose name was Haughty, who had as hangers-on a leopard, a crow, and a jackal. As they roamed the forest, they encountered the abandoned camel, and Lion said, after observing his fantastic and comical shape. This is an exotic in our forest. Ask him what he is. So the crow informed himself of the facts and said, this is what goes by the name of camel in the world. Thereupon the lion asked him, my good friend, where did you come from? And the camel gave precise details of his separation from the trader so that the lion experienced compassion and guaranteed his personal security. In this posture of affairs, the lion fought an elephant one day, received a thrust from a tusk and had to keep his cave. And when five or six days had passed, they all found themselves in urgent distress from the failure of food. So the lion, observing how they drew, said to them, I'm crippled by this wound and cannot supply you with usual food. You will have to make an effort on your own account. And they replied, Why should we care to thrive while our lord and king is in this state? Bravo, said the lion. You show the conduct and devotion of good servants. Round up some food animal for me while I'm in this condition. Then, when they made no answer, he said to them, Come. Do not be bashful. Hunt up some creature. Even in the present condition, I will convert it into food for you and myself. So the four started to roam the woods. Since they found no food animal, the crow and the jackal conferred together. And jackal said, Friend crow, why roam about? Here is ugly who trusts our king. Let us provide for our sustenance by killing him. A very good suggestion, said the crow. But after all, the master guaranteed his personal security and so cannot kill him. Quite so, said Jackal. I will interview the master and make him think of killing ugly. Stay right here until I go home and return with the master's answer. With this, he hastened to the master. When he found the lion, he said, Master, we have roamed the entire forest and are now too famished to stir a foot. Besides, the king is on a diet. So if the king commands, one might fortify one's health today by means of ugly's flesh. When the lion had listened to this ruthless proposal, he cried out angrily, Shame upon you, most degraded of sinners. The moment you repeat those words, I'll strike you dead. Why I guaranteed his personal security? How can I kill him with my own paw? You have heard the saying, the wise declare and understand no gift of cow or food or land to be among all gifts as grand as safety granted on demand. Master replied the jackal, if you kill him after guaranteeing his safety then you're indeed blameworthy if however of his own accord he devotedly offers his own life to his lord and king then no blame attaches so you may kill him on the condition that he voluntarily destines himself to slaughter otherwise pray eat one or another of the rest of us for the king is on a diet and if food fails he will experience a change for worse in that case what value have these lives of ours which will no longer be spent in our master's service if anything disagreeable happens to our gracious master then we must follow him into the fire for the proverb says save the chieftain of the clan whatsoever the pain lose him and the clan is lost Hubless spokes are vain after listening to this hottie said very well do as you will. With this message, Jackal hastened to say to others, Well, friends, the master is very low. Life is oozing from the tip of his nose. If he goes, who will be our protector in the forest? So since starvation is driving him toward the other world, let us go and voluntarily offer our bodies. Thus we shall pay the debt we owe our gracious master. And Proverbs says, Servants, when disaster comes upon their master, if alive and well, tread the road to hell. So they all went, their eyes brimming with tears, bowed low before Haughty, and sat down. On seeing them, Haughty said, My friends, did you catch any creature or see any? And the crow replied, Master, though we roamed everywhere, we still did not catch any creature nor see any. Master, pray, eat me and support your life for a day. Thus the master will be replete while I shall rise to heaven. And for the saying goes, a servant who, in the loyal love, has yielded up his breath, adorns a lofty seat in the heaven, secure from age and death. On hearing this, Jekyll said, Your body is small. If he ate you, master would scarcely prolong his life. Beside, there is moral objection. For the verse tells, Crows flesh and such small leavings are things to be passed by. Why eat an evil somewhat that does not satisfy? You have shown that your loyalty and have won a saintly reputation in both worlds. Now make way I well address the master, so the jackal bowed respectfully and said, Master, Pray use my body to support your life today, thus conferring on me the best of earth and heaven. For the proverb says, since servants lives on master's hang in forfeit for their pay, the master perpetrates no sin in taking them away. Hearing this, the leopard said, very praiseworthy indeed, my friend. However, your body is rather small too. Besides." He ought not eat you since you belong to the same angui family. You know the proverb, the prudent though with life at stake, avoid forbidden food, too small at that, from fear to lose both earth's and heaven's good. Well, you have shown yourself a loyal servant. There is a truth in the stanza that swarms of gentlemen delight a monarch is not strange since first and last in times between, their honour does not change. Make way then so that I too may win the master's grace. Thereupon the leopard bowed and said, Master, pray prolong your life for a day at the cost of my life. Grant me an everlasting home in the heaven and spread my fame afar on earth. Pray, show no hesitation, for the proverb says, A servant who, by loyal love, has demonstrated worth, attains a lasting home ever when glory on the earth. Hearing this, poor ugly thought, well, they have used the most elegant phrases, yet the master did not kill a single one of them. So I, too, will make a speech befitting the occasion. I have no doubt that all three will contradict me. Having come to this conclusion, he said, very admirable friend leopard. But you two are Anguii pugnatius. How then can master eat you? There is a proverb to fit the cause. To mere imaginings of wrongs, to kinsmen done, conforms the laws of earth and heaven, such rogues turn into unclean worms. Make way then so that I too may address the master. So poor ugly stood in the presence, bowed low, and said, "Master, these you surely may not eat pray prolong your life by means of my life so that i may win the best of earth and heaven for the proverb says no sacrificer and no saint can ever rise as high as do simple serving folk who for master die hereupon the lion gave the word and leopard and jackal tore his body the crow pecked out his eyes Poor ugly yielded up the ghost, and all the others ravenously devoured him. All that is why I say, all who live upon their wits and the rest of it. After telling the story, Lively continued addressing Victor. My dear fellow, this king with his shabby advisers, bring no good to his dependents. Better have a king a vulture advised by swan. Then a swan advised by vultures, for the vulture advisers many vices appear in their master, quite sufficient to bring ruin. Of the two, therefore, one should choose a former as the king, but a king instigated by evil counsel is incapable of reflection. You know the saying, your jackal does not reassure, your crow's sharp bill offends, You therefore see me up a tree. I do not like your friends. How was that? asked Victor and Lively told the story of the lion and the carpenter.